always got pixlexia, okay? This all on you? This all on your cow? Welcome, foolish mortals. It is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. The reference here is very obscure. Welcome to the Obscure World of Disney. You're listening to the Obscure Disney Podcast. It's our belief that no detail is too small, no character cameo too short, and no quirk too strange to be celebrated. And with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, why not get an annual pass wherever you get your podcast from or find us at ObscureDisneyPodcast.com. And see all of our fun patches at DisneyPatch.com. Steve, when you were a kid, did you love balloons? I think so. Doesn't every kid love balloons? I don't love them now. No? <laughs> oh, you've had a change of heart. <laughs> now that I'm older and wiser. <laughs> um, I think about really the only place that we ever were around balloons were in the Disney parks when I was a kid. Mm. We didn't do a whole lot of balloons at my house that I can remember. Um, and balloons at the parks always seem like such a chore. Mm-hmm. And like something that is fun in concept, but not something that I'd want to carry around. Yeah. Y- yeah. As far as balloons in the park, when you, what are they like $5 for just a simple balloon with Mickey ears on them? Kind of no a thing? idea. No, no idea. idea even what they cost. I feel like that's about the price for them. Sure. But it's a piece of just latex blown up with helium. Well, you know? I mean, if you take it down to that, I mean, everything's stupid. Like that's just a hunk of plastic that you're, buying or that's just but at a, least the plastic you get to keep it and save it and take it home and it doesn't block <laughs> your view from parades <laughs> um i think kids love balloons because it's almost like having like an airplane like yeah. it's something that's floating and there's you know everything's so heavy these days it's nice to have something that's just floating around and that is easy and buoyant by the way, now that you mention it, huh. we my mom used to have a booth at the state fair that she would sell things at, uh-huh. um, and she had a helium tank. We would sell balloons there, and oh. we loved him until she lost money on the balloons because she didn't sell enough of them, and we just kept them all. <laughs> like, and then you had a house full of balloons? She ended up losing money on her helium because we used all, all of her helium. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, so... So maybe. Uh, so you did have an experience with balloons. Selling them. Go yeah, figure. You were a balloon salesman. <laughs> Welcome to my life. I totally forgot I was a balloon salesman. <laughs> Jeez. At seven. <laughs> Which fits in exactly with what we're talking about today. Completely does. Talking about up. Up. So one day when I die a horrible, tragic, sad death. Oh, how dare you. And you're super sad. You can just attach a bunch of balloons to our house and fly off. I did totally love this idea of up from a real estate point of view. <laughs> like, of course you did. My other passion of life, balloons and real estate. What? Balloons, a passion <laughs> of your life all of a sudden now? I was I'm a gonna balloon ha- salesman I'm gonna at seven, get- haven't I told you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get whiplash from your changing opinions here. Oh, gosh. <laughs> You're the first seven-year-old balloon salesman at the state fair. Oh, that's so funny. Thank goodness it was my mom's booth. But uh, yes. But yeah, no, I think like the idea of like 
the way that real estate builds into this show for me was absolutely awesome. Like, sure. Just, you location, know, location, location. I felt bad for the developer for some reason. No, I'm only kidding. I'm only wow. kidding. I'm only kidding. You everybody. can't side with the bad guy. <laughs> it's totally true. The faceless villain in the yeah, movie. Yeah, like the guy that's just sunglasses and a mouth. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to developers. <laughs> mm. <laughs> wow, we just lost some listeners with that one. All the real estate developers. All of our real estate that. developers. Um, um Up is one of those movies that I think people point to as the epitome of what Pixar does. Yeah. Uh, they The first, uh, let's say, 15 minutes of the movie is basically a Pixar short where they have little dialogue and then a lot of just visuals. Mm-hmm. And with just a music change and a visual, they make you feel all sorts of things for the whole beginning of this movie completely true it's shocking at how quiet it is in the beginning right like you have the beginning where um carl and ellie meet in the in her clubhouse and she's very loud and he's yeah basically silent but then after that you go through their entire life yeah in the next i don't know 10 minutes of the movie and it it takes you from laughing to sobbing <laughs> in like Very. two seconds. It's one of those movies. I'd forgotten how much they did that. That whole beginning. I totally forgot all about the whole beginning. Right? Um, it was amazing. Lucky you that you got to forget about it because it was so sad. <laughs> it's true. But now if I go to watch it again, I'll remember, unfortunately. Oh. But yeah. I have to say, though, the parts that I love at the beginning, I'm just going to point them out, is when he's coming home from the movie theater with his balloon and he's got the announcer voice in his head and he's like, uh, he goes, you know, over this and over this and then he gets to the stump and he's like, and he flies over Mount Everest and he tries to jump it and he can't make it over. <laughs> <laughs> and then the voice goes, and he goes around Mount Everest. <laughs> <laughs> so good yeah it's it's i do love how artistic and smart pixar is with their movies yeah especially back when some of these original ones were so good so well done right good for them so besides being a balloon salesman at seven were you also in the boy scouts at seven were you a cub scout i was yes were you like russell were you were you getting all your merit badges getting all my badges uh you know we were right i don't think that's about where we they pretty much stop though. I didn't really do much in Boy Scouts. After okay, that. so you did lots of Cub Scouts. I like the blue shirts. No, <laughs> I, yeah, brown wasn't really my color. Oh, Boy Scouts, you missed out. <laughs> you picked the wrong color. <laughs> they just switched those. I probably would have stuck around longer. But <laughs> I'm kidding. Brown is not really good with my skin tone, so uh, I'm count. I'm stopping coming no, to meetings. Yeah, it's because Cub Scouts is, was so much fun cub scouts tends to be a little bit sillier uh-huh. um and you get to do fun things boy scouts definitely gets a b- much more serious yeah they make you want to go outside and Ugh. wilderness <laughs> outside caca rar <laughs> uh but i i i remember being doing cub scouts but like you i i kind of waned off with the with the boy scout stuff uh, but Russell's all into it. And I think Russell's one of the cutest characters that Pixar has made. Yeah. He's so likable. Yeah. And it's not even that he's just silly or that he's funny. He also has a real motivation. 
a lot of times people will put these characters in and be like, they just really like Boy Scouts, you know? But Russell has a real motivation as to why he wants to get every merit badge that he gets. Oh, yes. And it's obviously because his dad says, I'll come to the next one. I'll come to the next one. Mm -hmm. And so Russell is just trying to earn merit badges so his dad will show up. And it's a little heartbreaking. That is so heartbreaking (laughs) to put it that way. It's a little heartbreaking. Oh, geez. (laughs) This is is the problem with Up, is it's so funny and so entertaining, and then it hits you in the gut with something sad. Yeah, there's a lot of sad parts of it. There are. So uh, this is another observation that I had about Up, is I think it shows the most blood out of any Pixar movie that they have. Is that weird? How much blood was there exactly? Um, so near the beginning, he whacks the guy in the head with his walking cane. Yes, he does. And he's got blood on his head after that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, when Russell is fixing Kevin's leg, oh, the yeah. blood soaks through the bandage. Huh. And I was like, I think that's the most blood that Pixar has shown. Because Dory bleeds a little bit in Finding Nemo. Oh, you're right. She gets her nose or wherever she bleeds from (laughs) into the shark's nose yeah 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 uh but i think up has the record for most blood in a pixar movie with two correct me if i'm wrong (laughs) we'll have to go back and count yeah so but yeah i think so as far as i remember (laughs) yeah right and that that blood is kind of the starting point for the whole adventure for carl right Uh because he spent his whole life with ellie and they had a happy happy life but they never did get to go to South America. Yeah. It's like America, but South. It's true. That's very true. They never got to go. And and so when he is faced with having to go to a retirement home and lose his house, he chooses instead to tie a gabillion balloons to his house and fly. Good for him. I love that they leaned into this and made it real because I was afraid we were going to get an Alice in Wonderland ending uh, where he opens, like they show him opening the door and there's the people coming to take him away. Oh, that would be heartbreaking. Right. Well, I wouldn't put it past him, hmm. you know, but I'm glad that they made it the way it was where it, it just was real. Yeah, of course. He he lifted up his house with a bunch of balloons. Totally plausible. And I do remember uh, when we when we used to live um, in Utah, I was thinking, boy, that could never happen. You like, that's not how you do. I mean, obviously you you can't happen. It's not possible that it's going to happen. Well, not with that. But <laughs> I can see where the, where the idea comes from after seeing the way that some of the houses are built in other parts of the country, you know, where they you, don't have a real foundation. Yeah. Like at all. Like it's just kind of <laughs> held on a couple of sticks and stuff. And you're just like, Oh yeah. You can literally just, it feels you like you just pick it up. It does feel like you could actually pick up this house with a couple of balloons. Right. And a gust of wind. <laughs> like, so. I mean, I think it's an awesome idea. Um, you're going to run into problems when you don't have your water anymore or your electricity. But oh, sure. It's a cool idea. Completely. And the the surprise when he's like floating up in the air and someone knocks on his door is ah, so yeah. good. Yeah. And then Russell's like, please let me in. And he's like. <laughs> No, and closes the door. <laughs> it's so good. And I do have to say that, like, I am really surprised that this movie was ever even made. Because do they know that they're making a kids movie? 
you think they lost track of that <laughs> like go go figure like i only pixar could do this because they're at a point that they basically just pitch they just tell disney what they're doing yeah and then they go okay i guess that's what you're doing because it feels like if you were to pitch this in a meeting they'd be like and then a couple of old guys fight each other with walking canes <laughs> and a sword and this is the climatic moment Mm, okay well and that's that's really the thing again taking it back down to its barest bones if you told somebody what this story was about an old guy ties a bunch of balloons to his house and flies it to south america and runs into a homicidal maniac yeah what bunch of old guys and a and a talking dog and an endangered species kind of bird. I don't know. It's just a weird concept. Like you said, it's the only a Pixar type of thing could make this story work. Yeah, completely true. And it's completely original, which is what I love about it. It's not based on anything. It's not a remake. Oh, that's a good point. It's all original thoughts. It's definitely the first time those thoughts were ever had. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, that's where the good content comes from exactly and so russell um steers them to south america and they end up on the wrong side of the oh. the canyon so they decide they're gonna walk his house over to the <laughs> falls right and russell only agrees because it'll get him his assisting the elderly badge oh yeah and they that they, is one way to assist the elderly they start the walk and they first run into kevin the bird yeah which russell kevin. thinks is a snipe <laughs> and kevin likes chocolate apparently i don't think chocolate's good for birds but you mm, know in a movie right it probably in real life. don't do this in real life yeah don't don't feed an, an ostrich chocolate it probably isn't good for it that how the eggs get so big <laughs> but uh kevin and carl have a really funny exchange where he's like go on get out of here and the bird just <laughs> with his little wings oh hilarious so good and then they run into uh doug yeah the talking dog it's a talking dog <laughs> and he has the collar that lets him speak um if you if you could would you put that collar on your pet uh no i don't want to know their opinion that's why i like <laughs> This is why I like dogs. <laughs> this is not a democracy. Right. I don't want your vote. <laughs> you do as I say. Yeah, but I, f I have a feeling if you did put them on, put one on a dog, it would literally be squirrel. Yeah. Every single time. And he'd probably be real sad when you left. It'd make it oh, even harder to leave your dog. so sad. Right? Oh, if your dog was like, why are you leaving me? He'd be like, oh, come on. Right? <laughs> uh, and I hear my thoughts when I yell at them. Right. And then the whole adventure takes off with uh, them finding more dogs. They have Alpha, mm -hmm. whose yeah. voice is weird. Uh, and he takes them to uh, Carl's childhood hero, Charles Muntz, who's been oh, there yes. the whole time looking for Kevin, as it turns out. Somebody should have told him he's an animal kingdom. Yeah. He's right? very easy to find an animal kingdom. He's a walk around character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Photo ops everywhere. Because that is true, right? They do have he Kevin. Is. Yeah. Kevin does, does walk around an animal kingdom. Good place for him. Totally um, place to go. You had some issues with the dog servants, though. You didn't think that would work out very well because you had dog chefs. Do you remember this? Oh, and I'm reminding Steve if you can't tell because Steve doesn't remember movies. 
Uh, the dogs prepare all the food for that them. That just sounds disgusting. Right. <laughs> like, disgusting. What a We've dog all had slobbery my... dogs, and the last thing you want is them making your hot dog, because it's going to come out slobbery. You'll never get your hot dog. Or there'll be hair on it. Oh. Why, why are dogs so hairy well, everywhere? They're they're covered in hair. I know. That's the way it works. But like, and this is why they're not chefs. The, yeah. <laughs> Because you would always, there's no way to put a hairnet on a dog. And I dare you to get a hot dog from a dog. You know what I mean? Like, they'll never show up. Well, they did try to eat Russell, so I think that's probably pretty true. Completely, it's very true. But then they were also pouring wine and things like that. And you were just not having it. You were like, this is not, this is not going to work out well. <laughs> Nothing about this is going to work out well. And it doesn't because uh, it turns out Charles Muntz is kind of crazy. Who could go see figure, that coming, right? And he's apparently been killing everybody that comes to the island because he's just sure they're after the bird. And uh, he finds out that they know where Kevin is, mm. and the chase is on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, and you know, they go and they try to put Kevin back, and Charles Muntz comes and steals him. Mm. And Russell's all upset, but they have to get the house to the falls because the balloons are running out of uh, helium. Yes. Uh, Ugh. So dramatic. And then they do finally get the house to where his wife, Ellie, wanted it when she was a kid. Yeah. And he goes in and sets up their chairs and sits down. And you can tell he's conflicted yeah and not really happy and he opens up my adventure book which is the book that she's had since she was a little girl and she was planning on going to paradise falls now you read the book now (laughs) a reading (laughs) couldn't have done this when the developer was knocking on your front door right and she always said i'm saving the rest of the pages for all the things that i'm going to do when i get there and he's never apparently looked past that point And as he's sitting there on Paradise Falls, he finally notices that there's more stuff. And the rest of the book is filled with pictures of their life together. Again, heartbreaking. Super super sweet. (laughs) And then uh, at the end, she says, thanks for the adventure. Go have another one. And that's when he realizes I can't wallow in it when there's another great adventure waiting for me. Sure is. And so he literally chucks everything he has out of the house and goes back (laughs) up after the blimp. And this is where we run into that part that you thought was crazy, where we have these two geriatric people. Oh, my gosh. Having a sword fight, basically. (laughs) Charles Munz has a sword. Carl has his walking cane, and they're just (laughs) smacking each other with them hilarious and then it is hilarious i a, can't believe it ever made it to a kid's movie that's sure. hilarious and then he spits his dentures out oh of his you're face. right you got anything else to say spit it out <laughs> um this is why you never fight with your grandparents who knows what might happen uh but a uh, spoiler alert charles Muntz does not make it out very well hmm? he falls a very long ways, I'm assuming. I would assume so. I heard somewhere that Disney um, likes to have characters fall because then it's quote unquote nobody's fault mm. that they die. Like no one's maliciously going after them and exterminating them. 
Yeah, it's a good way to. It's a good way to. I could see that for sure because the beast fall, not the beast. Gaston. Gaston falls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, you know, it's a way to say they're gone. They're not coming back. And this nice old man and this kid didn't murder him. You know. <laughs> uh, and then they get That's to good point. Take the balloon and head back home after dropping off Kevin, of course. Um, and uh, the best part for me is the ending where I'm not quite sure the logistics of this because his Russell's mom must be the worst because right? the kid's been gone for like four days and shows back up just in time for his meeting, apparently <laughs> still covered in dirt and stuff and she's just sitting there in the audience like where have you been like your (laughs) child has been gone but uh he's going to give him his badge and he's like oh do you have somebody here and luckily carl's there ah and he says russell i'm gonna give you the highest honor i can bestow and that's the ellie badge which is of course the grape soda cap on a safety pin oh that is nice and That's like you sweet. said it makes you want one when you're in the parks yeah because i've do seen have it for years pin. and had no idea why and you said it's from up and i'm like i still don't get it <laughs> and now i want one now you want one. now i want one next mm-hmm. time next time we're there we're getting you the ellie badge the ellie badge how great is that and uh funny story that for those of you our utah listeners will know this but in utah they actually had a developer build that built a um, reproduction of the up house yeah. in a development and then donated it or had a raffle for it or something crazy like that and, and you didn't even know what it was no idea what it was but I knew you would, so we went and saw it one day. I said, it's the up house. And you're like, yeah, whatever it's, that is. It's definitely that. <laughs> very, It's very that. <laughs> uh, I think they probably get tired of people taking pictures of their house. Because you told me that there's a sign on their front door, right? That was like... There's a sign on their front gate that says, please don't take pictures of our house. Because, you know, Could y- you imagine? you're living there. You don't want to like... I don't know, be sick or something and go to look out the window and get caught in a picture of somebody, Uh, you know? And knowing that your house is on the fridge of like 15 million houses all across. Oh, sounds awful. (laughs) What about my privacy? Oh, it sounds crazy. But on the other hand, super cool. Yeah. So I don't know if I'd complain. I I wonder if the inside is the same or if they updated that. Mm, They didn't let us in. So we don't know. No, they don't want to take his pictures. Right, exactly. But for those that you want to find it, the address is... Yeah. (laughs) Get us sued, why don't you? (laughs) Could you imagine? Yeah, Um, and if you're listening to this episode, we want to have you as guest. Yeah. (laughs) Call us and tell us what your house looks like. Um, But yeah, two thumbs way, way up. If you're giving it a score, what would you score up? Uh, I would give it an up no <laughs> a grade give it a grade oh is that original pixar so it's like a it's like a stellar perfect 10 right yeah i would give this movie a 10 anytime it's on i am willing to watch it yeah there there's not a part of it that i don't want to watch oh in the moment during world of color when all the balloons float up mm. oh i love that hi so i have just met you and i love you oh love doug squirrel uh, squirrel <laughs> you took my you took my ending no do it again okay but if you haven't seen up what are you doing go see it and if you have seen it watch it again it's totally worth it but it's like i always say squirrel 
follow my perfectly sculpted two-fingered point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com. Always be proud of what makes you unique. And we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast. <laughs>